Now we're gonna get into our special guest, Izzy. She's gonna tell us first and foremost, when did you decide to become an adult content, digital content creator, and especially known as a model as well? Um, I would say it just happened to me, honestly. I feel like a lot of people are just like, oh, yeah, it just finds you. And honestly, yeah, it did find me. I got into it from photography. I was taking my own self-portraits. Mm -hmm. um, someone asked me to come onto a music video. Never did a music video before, so never did any modeling before that. Um, shout out Caesar, first video. <laughs> <laughs> um, after that, I uh, met up with some girls, went through some modeling. Um, met up with a modeling group, got me into some more music videos. I was single for a while, and then I got into a relationship. I knew that once I got into a relationship, I would be open to OnlyFans, because it's like, all these people making all this residual money off of it, why not me? Right. You know? Kind I just personally, definitely. And I felt as though the only thing that was stopping me from doing it while I was single was that that wasn't the type of content that I enjoyed watching. So it wasn't really necessarily something I would enjoy making. Mm. Um, it's not really, for me, fun to make that kind of content by myself, if you know what I mean. Right. It's more fun when you have a partner. <laughs> indeed, indeed. It, it totally makes sense. And mm -hmm. It also makes it more uh, lively, too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's more, you know, in the moment, it's more, like, you know, sensual. Mm -hmm. It's not like, you know, something like, you know, you're just trying to promote something. Yeah, I um, tend to tell people that I'm a sensual spiritualist, and they're not really sure what that means, so this is a perfect opportunity to explain it. Yeah, sure, um, we're going to have that on the <laughs> screen as well, too. <clears throat> so I do a lot of yoga, a lot of self-reflection, spiritual girly. Um, sex is very big when it comes to transferring energies. I know you guys have seen that. It's very popular in the media. If not, then it's the first time you're in it. Sure. It is a big tra transfer of energies. So for me to give my energy off to my audience or just express myself, <clears throat> excuse me, let me drink some water. Right, right, right. But no, that is oh, a good keep point. This, keep this flower hydrated. Right. right. <laughs> no, mm. that's a good point. Like Everything is about spirituality and energy. Yes. And if you're not, you know, and to know about that, then you gotta, you know, really do some self-searching because everything that you do in your actions is a reflection of the energy that you're giving off to others. Completely, and speaking to capitalize on what you just said, um, a lot of my fans actually come to me and say that they can feel how genuine our content is compared to say what you might see on the bigger companies with the producing cameras and everything. Like, mm -hmm. yes, maybe it's the amateurness because, you know, we take it POV ourselves. Mm -hmm. But they say it's the energy that they can see within the interaction. And I truly do believe that because I actually enjoy watching our videos myself. It's word, not like I'm word. just watching it and like, whatever, posting it. Like, I'll, I'll go back and enjoy it myself, so. <laughs> That's like how I feel about like my clothes. Like when I, you know, try to put out a new mm -hmm. collection, a lot of people might, you know, think like, yeah, you know, you should put out clothing or put out products that are based for the public. Sometimes you gotta put out products that are based from yourself, your personal experiences, things that you know. So that way it can relate to somebody else and mm -hmm. you know, what they need in their life at that moment. Sometimes it's okay to play to your strengths, honestly. Exactly, mm -hmm. that's the only way that I really see you can win most times anyway. Mm -hmm. So what is your signature content or main focus of creativity and what do you want people to love about it? I always go natural vibes, holistic, um, you know, no offense to anyone with any 
surgery is done, more power to you. I hope you're happy with your decision. I'm happy you're here and you made it through healthy. It's very great. Most of us can't afford that and it doesn't necessarily fit into our lifestyle and it isn't the healthiest choice if we're gonna be honest. Mm. Um, so I do like to promote that with modeling, like being in music videos, like I wanna continue to work up the ladder in, in my own career and help other women like myself that you don't necessarily see put to the front of the media right. to be in music videos. Right. Um, for example, like Ashley Graham, I know she's like a big plus size model. Right. But like Beautiful. she's again just modeling in swimsuits. Uh, the one lady in was Savage X Fenty, I think her name is Sabria. Sabria, love her. Hmm. Um, she's with Natural Models. Okay. She was in some music videos, but she was only in like, say, Meg Thee Stallion music video. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. She would promote that. But I can give a big credit to like Partisan Fontaine, her man. Mm -hmm. He has a lot of natural women in his videos as well. Okay, so, I didn't even know he was an artist. Yeah, he makes really good music actually. Mm. Check him out. Yeah. He has a lot of natural women in his videos, and I think it's really good for the media to see more natural bodies, regardless of how they look, how they may come out, like, flaunted to the front. Because to me, being a baddie is all about the energy that you give off, and that's purely it, honestly. It's not how crazy I can get, who, who I'm going to beat up here, how much money I'm doing here, how many people want to do this to me. It's your energy that you give off, like, empowered women empower women, like honestly to be a baddie it's harder to attract females than it is males so if you can attract the female population and get them on your side i think that's a baddie like, in my opinion like if you if i'm comfortable around you you make me feel comfortable and vice versa like i think that's a beautiful thing and to me that's the baddest energy that you can develop i feel like the best business anyway is about community mm. once you got you know people around what you're doing but also gaining something from it in a positive way, then everybody's winning. It's a win-win. It's not like, you know, you're taking from that person like most corporations try to do. So that's really good. I like that. Thank you. Um, what is your favorite or least favorite pieces of content you like to prepare um, and why? My favorite? Hmm, I would say... I love working with entrepreneurs right. like yourself, honestly, I really do. Um, again, working with the community, like it's the people around you. Like if you're not working with the people around you, how do you expect to get out of that circle that you're in? Like having that small town right. mindset can really trap you. Mm -hmm. So it's like to find people within that area or community that are not afraid to express themselves creatively, whatever it may be, and then they appreciate what I have to bring to the table and vice versa, it's a way of climbing the ladder together. Right. You know, mm -hmm. like... It's kind of like how, you know, in Atlanta, a lot of the, you know, rappers like Migos, Young Thug, Future, Gucci, Waka, they all came together in a way. Like, you see a lot of the collaborations even up to this day. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a sense of, like, we're a community. And they used to go to the same studio. I used to, you know, run into some of them, like when you're just going around the city, because I used to live in Atlanta. So like, it's just that sense of community. Like down south, that's big up here, everybody's to themselves. So it's a good thing that you know people are starting to bring that back, mm. you know, so that way we can have that sense of community around the world. Um, how do you describe your overall routine for creating content and your strategy? Um, you don't got to expose your pool phone, but, you know, just... Uh, a strategy to it? I honestly do what naturally comes to me. 
Um, if it's a custom, I always tell people it's gonna take, like for example, for my spicy content, if it's custom, I tell people it's gonna take a couple business days because I want it to come off as genuine as possible each time. Like mm. if you rush me, like I might not be feeling it today. So right, right. when you're working with these creators that are entrepreneurs that aren't working with these big companies, like people do need to respect their prices and their time. Mm-hmm. It's like that for a reason. And if not, you're going to get something that's cheaply made, um, probably not long and really not that good. And you can tell that they're using fake effects like a lot of lube, um, pee, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I never oh, even and to go back on the question that you asked before, my least favorite content to prepare right. would be anyone that rushes me for anything, like whether it's modeling, music video, like I'm a pretty timely person. I do my things like genuine, like I said, genuine. Right. And like, you know, things are homemade, takes that's a little a, more time. I put a little elbow grease into it. <laughs> right, but no, that's a great point. Yeah, but it's going to be a lot better, so... Yeah, that's a great point. Don't be that's afraid to reach out to people in your community and find out what they're doing if you are a spicy content creator. Mm. Like, give, give each other shout-outs, work each other on social media, stop being in such a competition mindset because that's what's making these other people get to the top. That's why they're in Houston, Texas. That's why they're in Tennessee. They're in California doing these content houses, and you're like, well, why not me? Because you're in competition with the person next to you rather than seeing how you can help each other eat. Mm-hmm. You not focus on what's in your plate. Right. Focus on what somebody else is doing instead of what you could be doing. Yes, you can learn from anybody. It's even from the dumbest person you can learn from. But at the same time, if you just focus on what they eat and instead of just how they're eating, you ain't mm-hmm. never going to get up from what you, you know, already got. So that's a great point. Because even to back to the point where you were saying about how you like to take your time, I like to take my time too, but a lot of people fail to take their time. That's why you see a lot of copycat stuff. Like, and even when it comes to like industry stuff, like I even said this before, but like even like the Louis Vuitton collection that uh, Pharrell put out, like it was fire, don't get me wrong. Like it was some craftsmanship behind it, but that was all stuff he did before. It was a montage of all that. If you look at all the stuff you do with bait, all the stuff, I'm just looked, uh, I'm not gonna no, lie, but like no, no, no. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying from the idea. But uh-huh. like when people don't take their time, they rush stuff. Yeah. So yeah, it was great because of the name, mm-hmm. but it wasn't great because of the work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's what sometimes people can be misled on. You be misled on that, but sometimes when you come out for yourself, when you come and come and trying to do that, and it doesn't work out for you, you don't make any money. Yeah, but luckily he has a name where he can pull a cash cow like that. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, but um, what's one thing you wish you knew uh, that you had when you began your career as far as, like, knowledge or, you know, mentor or mm-hmm. just something that... I would say less is more, um, whether that's, like, with the expressions you're making, the body language, um, how people say everything is content, everything is genuinely content. I personally always try to say, if I had a better content space, if I had this, if I had that, rather than focusing on what I don't have, I would say, I would go back and tell myself, stop focusing on what you don't have and focus on what you can do to make something shake in this situation. Mm -hmm. Right, right. I was about to say, uh, a lot of people used to say that about me 
even when I was, what you call it, um, using, you know, maximizing my space. Because, like, I've had some, you know, seen spaces, but at the same time, like, still maximize it to keep things going, yeah. to promote the name, to scale things up to where I can be here today. And that's something that, you know, you gotta learn to do is adapt to a situation. Because a lot of people don't know how to adapt. They just sit there and try to do the same thing over and over again. What they don't know is that's insanity. It will crazy too. Right. There's a lot of crazy moments, I would say. Like, as a content creator and as a creative, like, you are going to drive yourself crazy. Like, can you mm -hmm. attest to that? Yeah. I mean, shoot. I mean, when you're, you know, constantly trying to look at numbers, look at how things are scaling, look at, see if things are growing or not, see if things are working or not. And it's hard really to see, you know, at certain times with how, uh, things are analyzed through the systems that we use today. But if you actually pay attention to the smaller things within those numbers or within those things, then you also have a peace of mind. Because see, for me, I look at the numbers, but I don't look at the numbers. See what I'm saying? Like, I don't pay attention to them. Like, I know who I am. You see them, but you don't put an emphasis on them. Right, like I know who I am as a person, so I'm not gonna, you know, use that as my reflection. You know what I'm saying? It's just a matter of, okay, this is what I have to work on mm -hmm. as far as in this area, not my actual work. Yeah, you gotta you think know. of the steps to get to right. the level you're trying to get to. Exactly, it's like, you know, everything has parts. So, you know, one thing can be outstanding and then everything else can go to shit because you're not paying attention to everything else. Mm -hmm. You're just looking at one thing and thinking that's it. It's not. Everything has pieces, and if you don't, you know, evaluate every piece, something can fall off and make you go into a domino effect. But, uh... I like your thinking. I think we're on the same wavelength. <laughs> it's going to crumble. <laughs> <laughs> but, nah, what is uh, your biggest failure, and what did you learn from it? Honestly, I would say my biggest failure is trying to be on the right track, do what's right. Um, I went to skincare school. I became a licensed esthetician mm -hmm. just to find out that most of the jobs are going to work you crazy hard. It's going to be commission-based. It's not going to be right into the money. Honestly, as a career, it might be something more fun for, say, like someone that's preparing for retirement. Mm. Um, I went into it because it's a passion of mine, still is a passion of mine, um, but more for like a personal level. And, you know, like I said, I went into it saying, oh, I love skincare. I love making my own soaps, my own body scrubs, um, and shea butters and stuff, mm. and body butters, yeah. Um, so All natural. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hit you with that Egyptian nose. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I would say that's my biggest failure, and it would say to keep trying to do what is seen as correct, because I did have softball scholarships, like, I went to Drexel on a softball scholarship, and I left Damn. after two years. I went to Quinnipiac, Quinnipiac up in Connecticut, and then I transferred to Drexel. So I was on my shit. I was doing my shit. And sometimes being on your shit for other people is going to land you in the worst pot, spot possible for yourself. Right. So that would be my biggest failure, but that is also what you became my chrysalis into modeling right. and being a creative. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get you. I mean, uh, I can kind of, you know, collab to that. I mean, uh, you know, he can attest to, like, when I was 18, 
I, uh, what you call it, used to have an internship at uh, Baldwin's down on 4th Street uh, in South Philly. Had that for about four months. Fucked it up because, you know, he thought I was selling weed out of the spot. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and then, you know, I got accused of other things because of, you know, that stigma. But at the same time, now we have a cool relationship. Like, we've been in talks. But it's just, a, you know, things happen. And you got to learn, like I said before, to adjust from those situations. Take what you can from it and keep moving. Um, you want to be the 1%. It's hard to be the 1%. Right. You're part of the 99 right It ain't now. easy being green. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what advice would you give someone wanting to pursue a career similar to yours? Or exactly like yours? Uh, to be open. To stay creative. Whatever keeps your creative juices flowing. Stick to it. And stick to a routine find what routine works for you whether it's doing a simple yoga every morning like personally that's when I'm on my my grind is when I'm doing a simple yoga routine before I go to bed and when I wake up if it's something as simple as that making your bed just make sure you're still taking care of yourself along the way being a creative being an entrepreneur going off the tracks really hard to keep yourself in line like you're not really sure where you're going so to have a direction definitely a way to go. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I definitely can attest to that part too. Because like, you know, with my podcast, with uh, the web series that I have going on, like mm-hmm. you always got to have like something new, but at the same time, it has to tie on what you talked about before. Yeah. Like it's like, you know, it's got to be a step for everybody, like feeding people. Like you're not just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Putting shit out there. Like, when you just put shit out there, you know, yeah, you might catch some views, but that's not the point. When you're feeding people, then they're going to respond. Yeah, I would also say be ready to be put into the shit, like the hardships, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, be ready for the heat, be ready for the love, like, all of it. Yeah, I mean, shoot, that comes with it, especially in the beginning. Because not everybody is, you know, used to... But, uh, what you call it, um... Yeah, I would just say everybody's going to hate you in the beginning because of the simple fact that they used to the old you. Mm -hmm. It's just that simple. They used to what you used to do, how you used to be, and they can't see you better than them. That's how they think about it. And it's okay because that's how they really just see themselves. It's not you. You just got to keep going and going and going until... They figure out that you really are better than them. And not in the sense of being better than them, but just have more to give. Mm-hmm. And that's all it really is. Um, what is the... I'll just say, I'm going to add one more thing. So if you're talking about spicy content in particular, like dealing with your family and your parents, like deal with them head on. Like don't, I don't deal with it head on. Like I wouldn't be like, yo, like I'm posting my nudes. Like, <laughs> but you know, it's going to come up everyone's on the internet so take it with grace you know hear how they're feeling you know be understanding even if you're not understanding at the time hit them with the i understand like i understand this would be difficult but at the end of the day like this is my decision my life my body you know why you got into it just explain it to them like the adult you were to start the content yeah um 
What are the best resources that have helped you get along the way? The best resources? Networking with entrepreneurs like yourself, honestly. Um, that's the best resource I can really put out there is put yourself out there. Right, right. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's good. You gotta yeah. be willing to learn from other people that yeah. are building themselves as well. For sure, you can't be the smartest person in the room all the time. Yeah, like are, are you you know, on the Forbes list, I don't know. Like, you right, know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I'm gonna try to learn from them though. Right. Yeah. Shoot. Every, no shame in it. Everything is a learning experience. Yeah. Every moment. Uh, who are the three people who have been the most influential in your life? If you can mm. think of anybody. Three people. My mom and my dad, I guess, in different ways. My dad was always very providing. Right. He's very nurturing. That's good. Yes. My mom, a hard ass, definitely a hard ass. Well, she's your mom, she wants you to be a woman. Yes, and she's Latina. <laughs> right. So, <Yeah. laughs> you know, how I ended up in spicy content, I don't know. Oh, I'm your mom. Maybe, maybe you <laughs> saw what the world was yeah. really about, and that's what it is. Ah, man, who else? I'm trying to think. I can't think of a third. It's hard because I'm an only child, so really, I spent a lot of time with myself, self reflecting, like. It's okay to say yourself. Yeah, I guess like myself when I'm really on it, like right. I know where I can be. So I look to that version of myself because I know where I can be and I'm going to constantly surprise myself. And I know how I can manipulate my energy to my benefit. Mm -hmm. I just have to believe in myself. Exactly. It's all about believing in yourself, you know? That and also staying focused mm -hmm. and disciplined with what you're doing because it's like what James Cameron said about him making Avatar. He actually spent a year writing that script staying focused on it. He was able to actually, uh, what you call it, put the full creation together. Like it wasn't just something that, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, he put bits and pieces, like he stayed focused on it every day. And that's where it came out. Yeah. Right. So it like, literally he, brought it to life. Right. Like, you know? Yeah, you gotta stay on it. Mm -hmm. um, do you feel your dreams are what you envision for yourself or just goals that you wanted to accomplish right now? Do I feel as though... Like, this is what you envision from, like, you know, a certain age. Maybe not necessarily Honestly, a baby, but, you know, as a, you know, grown young woman, you can be like, you yes know what, I want to do no. that. I would say yes and no. I definitely wouldn't say, like, oh, I see myself being, like, you want me to stop till we, uh... No, we're good. Mind? We got the money. Okay, got you. So, I would say yes and no because I always saw myself being not an influencer, but, like, influencing people or, you know, teaching people or just working with people. Like, I always thought I was going to be, like, a teacher, you know? I thought I was always going to be a teacher, so I always <laughs> wanted to help people. And I guess that was my initial instinct, you know? Um, but I always felt creative when it came to, like, I'm not creative in a drawing aspect. I stopped taking art as soon as I could stop taking art. <laughs> my handwriting is horrible. Like, everything about this is not it. I feel you. Um, so the best way that I feel is though I could put my creativity out there would be through photography, modeling, like color coordination, like that's where it stems from. So I guess, yes, I could see myself being a creative and entrepreneur. I never 
saw myself working under anyone though. Right. Which is odd because it's like I can see myself being a teacher but not working under anyone. I wanna give back, I wanna help. And like I guess that's the aspect of putting people on, working with people, coaching, mentoring, directing, like Right. Absolutely. Yeah, same thing with um skincare specialists. Like I wanted to help people achieve their skincare goals. Um when I was growing up I always had eczema, which is actually pretty ironic. I actually always had eczema under my butt cheeks right. on both legs which as a girl growing up that kind of sucks you right. can't like right. wear shorts right. and if you do wear shorts people are like what's that because right. they're obviously looking at your abs right. you know? and then I was about to say you gotta wear certain clothes because it gets irritated exactly the temperature making it bleed having scabs like it was not fun so mm-hmm. I definitely wanted to help young adults young people figure out how they could take care of their skin and maybe not break the bank or go to a dermatologist but figure it out as they go and within their family and at home because honestly natural products like you know the oatmeal um shea vitamin e oil stuff like that is what helps my skin like coconut oil and stuff like that right right. my eczema go away and it's never come back like i get it little bits and pieces like you can see little bits oh sorry excuse me here but like it's usually only because like the heat or something you know mm-hmm. it just flares up but i think skincare is something that we should teach our yeah. young ones more i mean know? it's definitely important you got to mm-hmm. take care of yourself that's number one your health and wellness is the key to everything yeah i mean if you're not alive what can you do and it affects um self-esteem a lot right you know? that too like you get you're gonna get shit from your peers if you're not taking care of yourself yeah like you're willing to spend all this money on makeup but you're not willing to wash your ass yeah exactly like, but the correct way you right know? Yeah. exactly but it's just that simple though. yeah like irish spring's not gonna cut it you right because at the same time you can have a whole skin allergy and fuck your whole shit up mm-hmm. just because of the chemicals that they put in it yeah. it's about knowing when I was in school, I actually wanted to focus on men's skincare because a lot of men aren't educated in skincare mm-hmm. or they feel weird getting into it or mm-hmm. they don't really know where to look to. A lot of the skincare is like, oh, spa day, like, you know, with the girls or whatever. Right. It's never like, bro, you want to go to a spa? Like, <laughs> you know? Yeah, of course. Like, yeah. I mean, but at the same time, you know, you do certain things that, you know, I guess females do, like, uh, what you call it for me anyway i would go to like you know the nail salon not to get my nails done like how these dudes be doing now like that's beyond me but i would get my shit clean like, yeah like you gotta have your shit clean like i'm pretty sure any woman that you messing with right now you a male like even i i ain't even gonna say just in that sense but any sense like the person you messing with is going to want you clean. Like, yes. You should be clean. Hygiene is sexy. You should want to be clean. <laughs> yeah, bring that sexy back. Bring right. that hygiene back. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, I definitely appreciate you being on the podcast. And Thank you for here. having me. Even modeling in our clothes. Y'all going to see those photos pretty soon, too. Uh, make sure to check out the Build the Throne collection. It's out right now. Um, starting Sunday, it's going to be a full order process. We were doing the pre-orders last week with the 20% off. That's done now. Um, but I definitely appreciate those that support it. Um, definitely check out the whole collection. It's all about, you know, African empires and how it ties into, you know, my generation of wealth that I grew into. Um, 
I appreciate everybody for checking in. Visualize your purpose. We are out.